A lot of us listen to music daily, and it often helps us get through the day. But have we ever stopped to wonder as to why it brings us so much comfort and healing? In this story, I interview Forrest Reed, who uses music as a way to help those afflicted with Alzheimer's. I also speak with Nevada County's children's behavioral health therapist, Robert Hyrand, who uses music therapy in his practice with children and young adults. My name is Forrest Reed, and back in 1993, I produced my first benefit concert, and I've done 16 of those. So uh, most recently, I've done some for music and memory uh, in honoring my mom, who also had Alzheimer's. But So what I'm involved with right now is doing that program on a grassroots level and producing playlists for people that are in hospice organizations. What are the programs that you're connected with now? Well, I work with a national organization out of New York that's called Music of Memory, and there's a film tied to that organization called Alive Inside that is a documentary movie. It shows the uh, great value of bringing personalized music to people that are suffering from the Alzheimer's disease, especially in some of the more advanced stages where they're not really communicating. And so as a result of you know seeing that film and my mom having Alzheimer's, I produce a, a series of concerts to help the Alzheimer's organization and also to bring the Music and Memory Program into Sacramento memory care communities. So what do you like about what you do? Uh, well, it has been an awesome experience. I found out about how powerfully the program works from implementing it with my mom after I saw the film. So she had herself deep in Alzheimer's, but when she heard her music from the 40s, she recalled all these events and told me a lot of stories around what it was like for her at that time of her life when she was in her 20s. So I knew that that worked, and it already produced a number of benefit conscious for other causes, homelessness and battling sex trafficking. So I started doing this work for Music and Memory, where we take a couple thousand dollars for each community, and we put that in training and audio equipment. And so we raised about $100,000 and expanded the Music and Memory program in Sacramento uh, in about 20, 25 different communities. Then I shifted to reaching out and becoming a volunteer in hospice and working the program to bring music to ease comfort to people that are in that final phase of their life. Specifically for Alzheimer's, it's a powerful tool because the brain shrinks to about one-third its size, but the last part to atrophy is the music center. And so when you play personalized music, it triggers all the memories and feelings and emotions that are tied to listening to that music in your earlier years. So it really is a comfort and a joy for people that have Alzheimer's. How does producing a beneficiary concert work? It's a wonderful business. I've always done it in terms of volunteering. I was in the music industry for 10 years, retail, and then when that ended, and then afterwards, I just found this real niche, not unlike being on the radio, where I just enjoyed all the logistics it took to produce a show. But, you know, the risk is actually in the financial and a lot of people that go to successful concerts don't realize that the producer uh, sometimes actually loses money or comes close to that breaking even. Can you share some breakthroughs that you've made? Well, I, I get more than I actually give in that the feeling of serving people is very fulfilling. And so uh, it feels like you're in some ways just honoring uh, being a human being and being on a planet where you can do good.
So my name's Robert Hira, and I am a licensed clinical social worker, and I'm also a registered music therapist, and I work for Nevada County Children's Behavioral Health. I see children and families. And what's your background? So I've been a I've been a musician most of my life and been a songwriter and a musician and a composer and you know used to play when I was in my 20s played in played in a variety of different bands and I was also interested in the helping professions and in mental health. And so when I discovered that there was such a thing as music therapy, music having been my lifelong passion, I decided to go and study music therapy. So I went to Cal State Long Beach. They had a music therapy program back in the late 80s and early 90s. And I made my way through that program. And then after I graduated, I moved up to San Francisco and did a music therapy internship at UCSF Medical Center. And then I became a registered music therapist. And after a few years, I decided I wanted to broaden my work with people. And so I went back to school and got my master's degree in social work over at UC Berkeley and eventually became a licensed clinical social worker. So what do you like about what you do and, you know, what, what made you want to do it? Well, I love working with kids, and I've always wanted to do work that is meaningful and gives back and is helpful for people. I usually work with the family system as well and has its stressful sides, but it's also something worthwhile and something very rewarding. So how do you, like, incorporate music into your practice? I like to do drumming kids. So I have some drums in my office. I have some percussive instruments, a little Orff xylophone, some shakers, things like that. And something about listening that you have to do, and that can be a very grounding thing for kids or for anybody. And I, I find that you know, for a lot of kids, the drumming really helps calm the nervous system. It helps them tune in and be able to connect with others. And it helps them also to tune into their own internal rhythm, you know, because our, our whole bodies are built around rhythm. Sometimes I'll have kids that come into my office and they don't want to talk about anything. So we don't have to. We can play. We can drum. The other thing that I do a lot, especially with teenagers, is encourage them to bring in music that they love. And we listen to songs together and talk about the songs, talk about what the song means to them. What do you think is the importance of the use of music therapy? I mean, I think there's a lot of things, but one thing that I would say is that I think in our culture, there was a time when the main function of music was in communities. You know, people would drum together, people would sing together, before there were recording artists and radio and rock stars and all that. It was just something that people did together. And so I think that's a real value, too, is helping people to connect to music making and that being a way that people can connect to each other. Music speaks to the heart and to the emotions in a really deep way. And so that's something that can be utilized in in the process. This is Maya Cruz reporting for the KVMR News Corps. This story was produced as part of KVMR's Youth News Corps with support from the National Federation for Community Broadcasting and the Community Counts Initiative. For more information about Youth News Corps, visit kvmr.org slash youthnewscorps.